Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag college football. USC is one of those teams that could beat Alabama, Clemson any day of the week because of the talent level that they have. And you can just see it in the athleticism. You see it a lot on special teams, like their kickoff unit, things like that. They're just flying down the field. And so this game, I think, comes down to who makes the least amount of mistakes and who wins the fourth quarter, in my opinion. Britton Covey scouting report right there, PK. You know, I've never seen a player fly. Really? In all my years, yeah. Never. They soar. Utah and USC Friday night, Fox Sports. Giving it the full treatment. Our pregame show, Urban Meyer will be there. They're bringing in Reggie Bush. Gear up for some 2004 Ute flashback video. Well, they always bring in those guys. They're part of their regular crowd now, aren't they? Uh, Matt Leinert and Urban Meyer are this year. I didn't know about Reggie Bush. Every time I watch him here on. Reggie's been doing that pregame show, but this is on a Friday. This is them moving this to the night before. Because they haven't had a Friday night game before. So there you go. (laughs) That's their crew. I was watching the the Big Fox noon kickoff thingy this time, and it was uh, the host, and then it was just Leinert and Urban, so I don't know. Rob Stone? Yeah, it was Rob Stone. I've seen him. There you go. I've seen him All right, well. well... Reggie had to permanently disassociate himself from the USC family. Or NCAA vice versa. Dropping the hammer. Yeah, yeah, USC had to dissociate from him. <laughs> but they you both guys suck. I want nothing got, to do with you. They got <laughs> I'm clearance. Out. They got clearance. The NCAA is allowing it because he's working. The NCAA doesn't have the ability to permit people not to work, I guess. Well, then how can they allow something that they don't have pro- authority uh, over? Since they allowed it, no one will take him to court and challenge him. I don't think they had to allow it, did they? Yeah, they did. (laughs) USC, Tim Tesselone, your guy, reached out to the NCAA and cleared it. What? That's SC. In the story, it does say that they reached out to clear it. Yeah, no, but that has nothing to do with Reggie Bush. Yeah, that's what they did. They reached out to see if it would be okay if that's Reggie That's USC. That has, that's the, what I said. Can Reggie Bush do work for Fox? No, they never did yeah, that. Yeah, but he's got to do it on site the night of the game. No, you're right. USC and Fox, <laughs> that's fine. But to do it for Fox on site because Reggie's not supposed to be at the Coliseum. He's not supposed to be at USC events. <laughs> that's SC's issue, not Reggie Bush's issue. Right. That's why I said Tim Tesselone reached out, not Reggie. Okay. Texas Tech starting quarterback Alan Bowman is going to miss several weeks. He had shoulder surgery. Florida lost their quarterback. The injuries are piling up. Texas Tech and Florida both getting hit. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Baker Mayfield starts at his own 10-and-a-half-yard line. Here's Mayfield throwing, and it's Odell Beckham Jr. in the clear. 35-40. He's in the 50. He's running to the 40. He's going into the end zone. 10-5. Touchdown. He's arrived back in the end zone at MetLife Stadium. 89 yards. OBJ. He ended up with six catches for 161 yards. He had a night and. The Jets were down to the third-string quarterback, so their offense was struggling. Luke Falk getting the call after Trevor Simeon got hurt. So, week two, the Jets 
a jinxed franchise. A bad franchise. They're both bad and unlucky right now, PK. Ah. Quarterback number three on week number two. That's that's no good. Ugh. So Cleveland wins a 23-3. to Logan Eyes, Luke Fall, getting his shot. He's 20 of 25 for 198 yards. Is he the first, the second, the third Utah native quarterback to play in the NFL? How do you count Jim McMahon? Where they were born, native. <clears throat> I do not think he was born in Utah. Who? Jim McMahon. I mean, he played a couple of years of high school, but I think he'd been in Colorado. So then he wouldn't count. Okay. Hence, is that why he's first, the second, or third? Scott Mitchell's on that list. You got anybody else? Tweet him at us at David DJ James. Hit our Facebook page. DJ man was born in Jersey City, New Jersey. You there idiot, is. Colorado. He lived in Colorado before he moved to Utah. I read that in one of the stories. He moved around. Big know, deal. He's a native. You're only a native from one place. Yeah. Don't be denying me, my Jersey guy. You can have him. I want him. You got him. I never doubted. Quarterback injuries. Uh, the news broke during the show late yesterday that Drew Brees is out for six weeks. The Saints are one and one. Can they go three and three? Get to midseason at four and four. They got He misses six weeks and they got a bye week. So back in eight. See if they can salvage a playoff berth. And then Ben Roethlisberger done for the year. Elbow surgery. Maybe that opens up a playoff berth. Seems like the Steelers are perennial playoff participants. That might, last open, year. might open up something. Yeah, they missed it last year. They also traded their 2020 first-round pick to the Dolphins in exchange for defensive back Minka Fitzpatrick. You don't see first-round picks traded that often. You know they must think a lot of him or they wouldn't be doing that. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. A swing and a drive toward left center field and deep. Back goes Lorenzen. It's got a chance. Go! lead three to nothing and the Cubs go on to win eight to two that is five in a row they have inched within two games of St. Louis didn't pick up any ground yesterday St. Louis also won Cardinals 4-2 over the Nationals with a homer from Marcelo Zuna and the Brewers are just three games back they beat the Padres five to one the Cubs and the Cardinals are going to play seven times down the stretch and the Brewers are playing a whole bunch of teams who are, <clears throat> to put it kindly, in a spoiler role now. Padres and Rockies. I think they got the uh, the Reds out there and the Pirates. So a lot of teams that have been eliminated. You want to bet on the Brewers to come all the way back while the Cubs and Cardinals knock each other off? No. Three back. Christian Yelich told reporters he had a pity party for himself the night after fracturing his right kneecap. Still disappointed. Whatever they do in the postseason, whether it's a game or whatever, whatever they're able to qualify for, if anything, he's out eight to ten weeks, so he'll miss the whole thing. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener. Shamrock Plumbing, 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, Lincoln Kennedy makes his weekly visit. Pac-12 Network Analyst joins us at 830 to give us the lowdown on USC and Utah. And Christian Cape, a Washington Huskies writer for The Athletic, is here at 9.30 to talk about BYU and Washington. 
Got a double question of the day up, PK. Twice the fun. Twice the excitement. Who's buying ESPN Plus to watch BYU play Toledo? Is that a priority? Fired up for that? Skip a game? You know somebody? You're going to get their access code, go over to their house and watch it? Also, BYU split their first two Pac-12 games, and they got Washington coming up. How would they line up in the Pac-12 this year? What do you think of them? We'll get to those questions next. Grab your phone, send us your take, use the app. We'll get that on the air. We'll open the phones, 855-340-ZONE. We'll get to that next DJ and PK. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. And now, attention, top of the wire on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Odell Beckham Jr., a signature one-handed catch to set up a score and then a long catch and run. He has a big night as he returns to MetLife Stadium, the former Giant helping the Cleveland Browns beat the New York Jets. 23-3. Jacksonville Jaguars cornerback Jalen Ramsey has requested a trade after a sideline argument with head coach Doug Marone on Sunday. The Jags are looking for at least one first-round pick and likely more than that in exchange for their two-time Pro Bowler. New England Patriots wide receiver Antonio Brown denied new allegations of sexual misconduct with a female artist in his Pennsylvania home in 2017 after the allegations were detailed in a Sports Illustrated piece this week that included multiple reports of uh, domestic incidents, a charity auction theft, and multiple unpaid debts involving Brown. Top of the Wire is brought to you by Diamond Airport Parking. Don't take the bus at the airport parking lot. Diamond Airport Parking offers covered self-parking, covered valet parking, open valet parking, and free 24-7 car-to-curb shuttle service. Diamond Airport Parking since 1922, just off I-80 and Redwood Road. Park, ride, and save at Diamond Airport Parking. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Kalani Sataki, have they extended his contract yet? Because I think he's done quite enough to show that he needs to be the guy there for some time going forward. I think they should have been able to see that this was going to be the best guy for the job long before they beat Tennessee and USC. And last year they were 6-6, six and six, but I think it's the way they got there and the improvement you could see and the development and the fact that they were able to get a pretty dang good quarterback to go there and flip his commitment. That should have showed you that you are not going to find a heck of a lot better than what you have right here. That decision should have been made before the season I agree. started. Yep, because it was a storyline, and he's winning with it being a storyline, and that's pretty cool. Tony Parks and Austin Horton, weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big target, strong arm. Looks like he does a good job in his, in his progression. And if they feel comfortable with him being a quarterback, then he must be something special. So it's another great challenge for our defense. And I'm really excited about the game plan and, and the strategy that we have looking into it. But we are going to have to execute on defense. And if we have to go into our depth, then we have to do that and see how they perform. But really excited for this, this chance. DJ PK, there is Kalani Satake. Now... Washington's coming in, PK. Yeah. Three games, not a full nine-game Pac-12 season. It's too bad because the Cougars would clean up on most of those teams. (laughs) It's time for Hot Takes or Toast. I think PK just gave us one right there. Hot Takes or Toast brought to you by Master Electrical Service at Master Electrical. will light up your day. Give us a call at 801-543-2222, and we'll be right on our way. That's 801-543-2222.
clean up on most of those teams. Oh, for sure. They beat Arizona every time they play them. Why wouldn't they beat them this year? UCLA? Clean up. <laughs> Oregon State? <laughs> <laughs> so that's the noise that we're going to associate with victory now. Victory! <laughs> that's the bottom of the league. How about the top of the league? Oregon? I already know what happened with Utah. Okay, wait, Oregon, wait. Was that an Oregon? Or a U- <laughs> we don't know that Oregon's the top of the league. They're 0-0 zero and zero in conference, are they not? Yes. Have they played I'm, a game, am I missing? I'm going with preseason poll. You're right. They're 0-0 zero and zero in conference play. <laughs> so? We don't have much of a sample size to work here with, people, but we're doing this topic anyway. Hold your horses. <laughs> Washington State. Yeah, those will all be tough games. And it's just speculative. If you like BYU, oh, yeah, they can compete. If you don't like BYU, no way, blah, 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 blah. It's funny. Ute fans, some of them will say, well, you got to have that grind week to week. And we fift- have we fift- have that. Yeah. 15 years ago, <laughs> we can compete with them. Can I look at we beat these guys that one time? <laughs> so it's funny. Uh, you, Perspective. You, you change your tune based on where you are. I think the most important thing for the Cougars is to be thought of as a Pac-12 caliber team. That's the most important thing because you're constantly selling your program to recruits and the image of your program, the perception of your program. Kalani was asked a question in the postgame on a Saturday afternoon. You think this changes the perception of your program? And he said, oh, I really don't care about that stuff. Uh, BS. (laughs) (laughs) How about, uh, ask me that on Monday. Right now I'm busy enjoying this win. Sure, and I get the way you answered it. It's fine, but you have to care about how your program is viewed. And that's why I think it's important for BYU to play as many Pac-12 teams as they can. And then obviously you have to beat some of them. They're going to go recruit California, Arizona. Yeah, I mean, the the bulk of the roster is going to come from the West. And being in the West, which I've been for two-thirds of my life, it's already it's always slanted towards the pack 8 10 12 it's just the way it is man we don't look we'll look if, if the cougars and i hope it happens we'll look towards the big 12 if they get in it and then we'll be all over it but for now and it has the way it's been is it's always slanted towards the west you look at the mountain west you see it every saturday oh they're now 7 and 2 against pack 12 teams they never say oh they're whatever against acc or big 12 or what have you it's all looking west this is where we are naturally that's where the large portion of the recruiting base is. It makes sense. So with that in mind, the perception of the program needs to be we can compete with Pac-12 teams. Can they win the division? Can they win the conference? Well, we'll never know. Probably not. But it doesn't matter. The perception is you have to be able to compete with these teams because that's going to help you. They had a large selling point that they earned on Saturday that they can go out today Sun, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, any day of the week. Look what we just did. We can. We're not in this conference, but we're just as good, and I think that's extremely important. So, could they parachute into the conference and do what the Utes did the first year when they were four and five? And the Utes did go backwards after that. They had a three and six, and they had a two and seven. Uh, yeah. After nine years, after eight years, can they put us together a six and three season? Yes. I mean, that's the high watermark for the Utes, six and three. It's good, but not great. I mean, you were fortunate six and three got you first place. Most years it doesn't. It did last year. 
Good for you. Jonathan says, I'm a Cougar. But the odds of BYU competing in the Pac-12, probably about the same as the Utes the first five years. It's a big talent jump week to week, plus the need for depth. Though this year in the Pac-12 South, dot, 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 dot. Much as the Utes hit a week here in the Pac-12 South the first year they were in. Down cycle and a bunch so of coaches So we decided the Pac-12 South is weak this year. I mean, That is where it sits right now. Well, don't they got, like- they got two, 40% of the teams ranked, but it's weak. Okay. Well, I think people are looking at it thinking two Mountain West teams have already beaten two teams in the back of the – well, no, I guess three. There's, uh, the Mountain West has three wins over the bottom half of the Pac-12 South. So he thinks he can jump in and get some wins. So do I. And I already beat USC. But that doesn't mean they're now. weak. Just because BYU can jump in and get some wins doesn't mean it's weak. You're sliding both when you say it's weak. You're sliding yourselves and you're sliding the division. Well, there's a lot of that going on. <laughs> Because after Jonathan Kyle dumped in, th- jumped in uh, this year in the Pac-12 South, it looks like it's three solid teams. Ooh, is USC bad? I'm asking for a friend. I don't think SC is bad. Outgained BYU in that game, but turned it over. You're starting a freshman quarterback in his second game, his first road, road game, game ever, in front of 62,000 people. I would venture to say you can add up every single road game he ever played, <laughs> and you come nowhere <laughs> near 62,000. 62, so you have to allow for some kind of development here. I mean, I get it. Clay Helton, you're under the gun. You better win big, blah, 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 blah. But it wasn't his choice to start. I guess it was. He could have started uh, Fink, who's more experienced in the program. But to your point, he didn't pick him as a starting quarterback. He picked him as the backup, and they had an injury. Yes. I mean, all this greatness for Utah, it hinges on Tyler Huntley. So you're this close away from being in the same boat. And hopefully it doesn't happen. But to but say they're a bad team, come on. <laughs> but it's football, and we've already seen Texas Tech and Florida and USC and the Steelers and the Saints. It happens the, all the time. The Jets. The Jets twice, yeah. They're down two guys. So I wouldn't say SC's a bad team. You know, they're not the greatest team in the SC history and all that stuff. But uh, I would be surprised if SC doesn't win five conference games. Carter says, uh, Bill, you might surprise a few teams and be competitive in some games. Honestly, though, bottom third, most likely. Well, what does bottom third put you? Eighth? Uh, yeah, so four teams. At the bottom, I mean, it would be a 13th team, obviously, fitting them in. But the bottom third, the bottom four teams in the league right now, UCLA and Oregon State are easy choices. Um and Arizona. Always, they've beaten Arizona twice. Yeah. And Khalil Tate was healthy. He was misused and miscast. But healthy. And he finally got it you know, against Texas Tech. He had a scintillating run. Gone in his flash. Maybe Colorado. Oh, yeah. That was a great run. Yeah. yeah man, he That's what he needs to be doing. Pulled away. <laughs> See you later, yeah. guys. He's awesome when he does that. He's, he's a very exciting player when he's doing all that stuff. Margaret says, well, so far, BYU would be one and one Seriously, you don't know until you play the games. I think there's a lot of truth to that, but that's what – and I agree with that. I agree with Margaret saying, my thought is, though, as they go out, you need chips when you recruit, and you have to put them on the table. And that's why it's important to say, hey, look, at the, we're going to play these teams because – 
They have to. Tom Homo made that statement at Education Week. I can schedule 10 wins. That will get you nothing. No kid would be no, excited. No. <laughs> You'd get a bunch of dopey white kids who'd want to go to your program, and that's it. 16-year-olds would be yeah. shrugging and who heading on. Who, dreamed of going to BYU because that's where mom and dad went and we know the story and there's nothing wrong with that but and there's many of them who are very talented players but you have to extend your recruiting net as far as you possibly can and what is going to get these top flight kids excited or your top flight kids they may not be top flight kids on the recruiting ranking but they're top flight kids to you and then you coach them up and so forth and so on so you need to have a selling point and the selling point is to right now is to play as many big teams as possible even if it means that you don't win you have to do it it's the only way until you get in a conference until and if you get in a conference you have to do this they're not storming the field Saturday by beating UNLV they're not, but they're doing it against SC and they're going nuts. So this is, as an independent, this is the only scheduling model that they can do to have any, any, any form of relevance. And so the perception is we can be, we are a Pac-12 team. They just didn't invite us because we're Mormons. Let's just call it like it is. They don't want a religious school. Yeah. Not happening. Right. And not happening in the future. Big 12, it could happen, but not in the, the, the Big the 12 people are far more religious and the Pac-12 is open-minded, except we don't want Mormons in? What kind of open-mindedness is that? That seems very close-minded to me. <laughs> Roy, middle of the road for BYU. The bottom of the Pac-12 is awful, which is probably a better way of saying it than the Pac-12 is awful. Awful When you're sitting there with half your teams ranked. And I get they don't have anybody in the, in the top four spots that would be the playoff spots if it were the committee and not the AP. But board. we've always said that the strength of the Pac-12 the is its depth, right. not in its and if you're one or where two they would, exclusive right. teams. And if you're wondering where they would stack up, what is BYU's record as an independent been against ranked teams? And they're sitting there with six ranked teams, so I assume it would be hard for them to beat a lot of those ranked teams. That's me saying ranked teams an awful lot. Well, but you know, you get, you the get them at home and Well, and that's the other thing. It's a two-game sample size here. They haven't had a road game. They're not going to get one this week either. I, I, two of the, they've already beat a ranked team, and I believe they can compete with two ranked teams right now for sure. Which two? Cal and ASU. Now, that may have nothing to do with BYU. That may have everything to do with neither of those teams have explosive offenses. So, so by definition, you're going to be in the game. Right. Because it's a struggle for them. to. If they get it a touchdown, it's like getting a goal in soccer. <laughs> you go berserk. No wonder why you lose your voice and your manhood every time they score. It like happens three times a, you know, a month, maybe. Sitting, so there you, for, you, sitting there for two hours. Yeah, you go goal. berserk. One goal. There it is. So, you get, so they would be able to compete with those teams because those teams... Right Right now are not prolific offensively. They're great defensively so far through three games. We'll see if it maintains, but through three games, they don't do much offensively. So you would be able to compete with them, and you've already competed and beat SC. So that's three teams. I have to believe that you would have some level of success against Oregon State and UC Los Angeles and Arizona. So now I'm up to five teams. I'm right there. You somewhat, best I can do, and... Except See if you agree with this. You some they somewhat competed with Utah. Somewhat competed. Well, yeah. to the to the point that it was a close game in halftime, I'll give you that. Yeah, in the first but half. at the end, you don't look at how many at the end of a season, you don't look at how many times you were in a close game at halftime, you look at how many you won and how many you lost. So you're saying they did not 
somewhat compete against Utah. I think big picture at the end, we wouldn't. No, they did, but at big picture at the end, we just wouldn't care. We well, nobody cares. I yeah, got it. But, yeah, but that. is that statement accurate? Whether you care Since or not, was, I'm not arguing that. Wasn't it nine to six at halftime? Yeah, yeah. So Since did, it was nine to six at halftime. They somewhat compete with I Utah. Would, yes, I would say they did somewhat compete with Utah. If you're in a three point game at halftime, you somewhat competed. Having said that about the Aztecs many times, can't deny it now. They were right there with Michigan until. Well, they lost yeah, at but the you end. can only you can only <laughs> they were right use, there at Ohio State. But until they hold lost on, at the end. you can only use that. If you have a halfway decent successful season, if you lost nine games, nobody cares that you competed for a portion of the game. But if you win nine games, yeah. you can spin it. The Devils did that last year. Every loss outside the bowl when they had some guys who didn't play, every loss was by seven or fewer points. Right. So that was their big rally. Well, you were right there, man. Sure. I mean, this whole question leads to a bunch of what ifs because. It, it isn't real. But when they're playing three Pac-12 teams in, in four games, you wonder. We haven't put in road games. We haven't put in the cumulative impact of injuries. Now, injuries can cost you some games, but injuries to other guys can help you win games. A team you couldn't beat when they were healthy, maybe you beat them because they had the injuries. But to your point about you know, USC sending a freshman quarterback out on the road for his second start and his first road start, you know, she'll be on the other foot at some point. You'll, you'll have, you know... You'll have the inexperienced guy and out on the road. So we can say, well, they beat UCLA and Oregon State, but maybe by the time they played Oregon State, they'd be the Jets and they'd be down to their third quarterback. And you go up there and you get beat. So sitting here right now, I'd say, yeah, BYU over Oregon State, BYU over UCLA. Man, a conference season, weird stuff happens. And by the time you get there, who really knows? That's where Margaret, with her point, you don't know until you play the games. Yeah, but when you're selling, it looks like right now you're selling the opportunity it, to say we're as competitive as these teams. Right, and right now they look like they're in better shape than the bottom third of the league, and that that's the whole issue. I don't think they would win many games against the top half of the league, but USC mm. could end up being the top half of the league, and they got to win there. So you can't say they'd go over because again, stuff happens. You get three turnovers. When, in football, no matter how good a team looks or how bad a team looks, high school, college, or pro, if you win the turnover battle three zip, what, what was the phrase you used for the Utah game? They somewhat competed. At minimum, you will somewhat compete if you are plus three in turnovers. You get them three nothing. That that's a minimum. Yeah, I know, but it's not like the turnovers were just gifted to you from the sky. No, you made plays. <laughs> so, but they were huge game-changing plays. As they were against yep. Utah. Yep. So if, if the turnovers were the difference in the win, the turnovers were the difference in the loss. So then, then you're back well, to the BYU saying, we don't well, turn the ball over, we win that yeah. game. Come on now. The difference, the difference being one game was in overtime and the other was an 18-pointer. And they gave him 17 points. Right. So then, take away my somewhat competed. They competed right down to the last play. I well, mean, we, I mean, you can go all that back and forth forever yeah, right. in a day. I was about to go back and forth, but you're right. You could go back and <laughs> forth all day. I take that as a sign you acknowledge it, and we should move on. Yeah. Uh, there are people, this season, Weber State might fare well in the Pac-12. Come on, Donald. That's a cougar. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll click on him and we'll find out. Let's see That's got to be tough, man, to rip the very conference that you oh. would give whatever to be in. What is the um, what is the expression with the cougars? Because Wolverine students, UVU students, can uh, get treated like BYU students for ticket buying. BYU light. The cougarines. The cougarines. That was what I was looking for. He's a cougarine. He went to American Fork High and he studied business studies. He's currently studying business management at UVU. He's or, a, or a wolf a He's a wolf a 
What are you talking about? <laughs> you said that guy's a cougar. He's a Wolverine, but he's an American Fork guy. He's probably been a cougar fan. Oh, well, yeah. Life. They're one in the same. Yeah. Don't worry. I've got two brothers who are it's in the same boat. It's just BYU, <laughs> BYU I 15. It's true. I mean, that's BYU all it is. BYU Orem. Yeah, it's just all this. They're all the same folk with the same value and all that stuff. They're all trying to score an eternal companion. It's all the same. Best like, of luck to you. I like BYU Orem. We should make that part of BYU Alpine, BYU Orem. BYU oh, I like BYU I 15. BYU I 15 is pretty good <laughs> too, BYU though. 15. Yeah. It sits right there. It does. Yeah. Hard by the freeway. Yeah, I mean, they just change over. Half the basketball team plays there, then they go over there, then they come back, <laughs> and blah, been, blah, 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 blah. There have been, been a few transfers between the schools. <laughs> no doubt. So, <laughs> it ought to be BYU-Utah Valley and combine it, see if they can have a really good team to beat Gonzaga. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll have it be like, have UVU actually be like a farm. You call up, guys. So who's active for this game? <laughs> nice. <laughs> we'll send you like the stars in the jazz. Yeah. Send you down. Yep. <laughs> Just go back and forth. And Is we, he healthy? Do you know okay. how many Tony yeah. Bradley emails I had to delete at the end of the season? <laughs> Holy cow. I just deleted the second Well, you may oh, need a did. big man for a game, so you bring somebody. But another, another team, they got four or five hey. guards, so you bring up a guard. What, what's then upon you a drop time? down. Is Toulson ready to play? Let's go. Yeah. Once upon a time, once upon a time, that was Rudy Gobert, so you never know. I've seen the ads. So, yeah, that's a. Uh, Kind of the same. If you're a, if you're a UVU student, chances are you're a BYU fan. That's fine, but it's got it's got to be rough to rip the conference that you want to be in because your hated enemy is in it, and you still would love to be in it. And I would love for you to be in it. I would love to have you be in it and not Colorado. It would be way more fun for us. That's what I care about. Well, you've done it. I like to check. I like to give it a little time. Have you divided the audience in half? Here they come on Twitter. Tony Parks broke down the wins, and the, BYU's been up against teams with a 30% winning percentage. Give me a break. Pull your head out, PK. What am I pulling my head out of? Uh, I mean, I know what it, why am I pulling my head out of, I guess I should say. Uh, I, think he, I think Utes for Life, at Utes for Life, believe you're, you're overselling what oh. BYU would do in the Pac-12. Okay, aren't we selling the same thing? You I think I? we are, but it sticks to you and it bounces off. It bounces off me and sticks to you. I am. I am you know the, you know the Teflon sportscaster. I think BYU this year would be in the middle of the Pac-12. It looks like to me like they can beat the bottom of the Pac-12. So you guess we have life. to know who they are. We are conjoined twins. We need our heads pulled out together. Both out, not just uh, me. But, I'll pull my head out, but I want but, you to be acknowledged too. But you're getting the positives too. Chad, when I first started listening to the show six years ago, I never thought I'd say, thank goodness for PK, quote, the voice of reason. <laughs> I agree totally. You coach up the best kids you can get and you have to play the big teams. After time, BYU could compete. Chad Leland Bates is 100% in your corner. That's an interesting situation because it's thought of that if you step up in conference over time, you'll get a step up in athletes, right? And that, mm-hmm. So that's the theory. But Looking at Louisville, TCU, and Utah, it sounds pretty, it looks pretty good. Except I worry, I would worry less about that theory if they were in the Pac-12 versus the Big 12. Because I still think that Living in three of the states now that's in the conference, 
Utah, Arizona, and California. Yeah. yeah. The only ones I haven't lived in are Oregon and Washington, right? And Colorado, but I barely consider them. <laughs> you're not counting them. I've been over there five trillion times, so for work. So you're so three, you've been in three. You've lived in three and a half of the states. Yeah. So I just think that we think Pac-12, and so it would be better recruiting wise. Because it would be easier to you're basically what you're doing is you're looking for the top flight LDS kid mm-hmm. and you're looking for the best non Mormon kids you can get. That that's the recruiting base. That's yeah, the whole principle of profile yeah. is a good word. Right. Yeah. So with that in mind, especially on the latter, I just think that they would be more interested in you from the Pac-12 perspective than the Big 12. If they and I hope they get in the Big 12, man. I'm I want them in a P5 conference for sure because I think they deserve it. I think they would. It would. It would be more of a struggle to compete because I just. And maybe it's because I haven't lived in Oklahoma, Texas, blah blah blah. But I just don't think they're running around thinking about BYU. Whereas now, you know, you can you can get a Gennaro Guilford can go down to the South Bay because he's lived there. He's walked the streets. He's been. He's played at those schools. He he's an African American dude. When he walks in and says, "This is what I did here," and they don't really have that from the Big Twelve perspective. I mean, I realize they got a couple of coaches who've coached there and all that, but I think somebody like a Guilford or an Aaron Roderick who's been recruiting Orange County for years and years and years. Right, he just changed. I, I get that you would take a hit, so it would be more. It would be easier if you're in a Pac-12. Right, and I get that you would take a hit in your Southern California recruiting, but there's so many athletes in Texas, and you would get a bounce there. Yeah, but how many are they? I don't know. You don't, you You'd don't get need, some, sure, right. because there's just so many. Right, but I read stuff on Nebraska. The change in leagues just crushed them. They didn't realize how important their Texas recruiting was. Now I don't think kids in Texas dream of moving to Lincoln. But they got enough of them. I think they dream of playing at Nebraska. Nebraska got a big-time sexy name, and they were in the league for years and years and built up a profile. For sure. And the kids dream of playing in the Big 12, and once they get passed over by the – you know, Texas and Oklahoma, then where else do they catch on in the Big 12? But I would take a Big 12 in a heartbeat. It's not like I would say no. I just think that it would be a little more difficult uh, to, to do that than the Pac-12 where they've got all sorts of ties. And in, in Arizona, for sure. Nevada, for sure. Uh, but, you know, I, mean, I hope that they get that opportunity to go through that struggle. But that's not that's here and there right now. I just think playing and beating as many Pac-12 teams is the, it's the best thing for you. I would rather beat a... Say a second or third place Pac-12 team than any other conference. You know, maybe if I could, I could beat Oklahoma because you already beat Texas, and <laughs> you, you went four and nine after you beat Texas. So yeah. it's not like that was a big boon. Uh, maybe beating Oklahoma. Well, that's where maybe Kalani's post game. I mean, I don't care. Probably isn't, but but to the point, like, does any one win guarantee anything down the line? I mean, you have big wins, you have big losses. The turnover in college sports just comes and goes so fast. Four years, best-case scenario, but with transfers and injuries, guys not ready to play their first year, lots of guys only have an impact for one or two years. Nothing matters on its own. Everything matters matters together. together. So that's just the way it is, man. And that's why you need to play as many Pac-12 teams as you could possibly play 
and find ways. I don't care if it's Arizona. I don't care if it's Oregon State. I don't care who it is. Play those teams. Hopefully for your sake, you beat them. Then you go out and you sell that. We are a Pac-12 team. They just didn't invite us because they don't like, they don't want to associate and share money with Mormons, although they've got no problem playing us, which is so freaking hypocritical. You know, we won't let you in, but we'll play you no problem. Well, what the hell? You're talking out of both sides of your mouth there. If they're that bad, then don't play them at all. Shame on the Pac-12. You, I'm going to have a banner now. I'm going to go up to <laughs> San Francisco. Shame on the Pac-12. People are going to think you're negotiating a union contract. Religious bias. Isn't that what Ronald Felberg said? Yes, it is. He did claim that. I hate religious bias. Two things I hate. Prejudiced people and religious bias people. Ute in Arizona at Ute's Be Crazy. BYU, maybe five and four. More likely four and five. You got to have depth for nine straight big boy games. Agreed. There it is. All right, Ute. Ute in Arizona, you get the last word. All right, when we come back, got the uh, TV announcements for uh, games that are a couple weeks out. ESPN Plus, who's ready to embrace the future? Who's ready for the digital age? It's basically turning into pay-per-view. I'm, I'm going to go Lee Corso. Not so fast. fast my friend. <laughs> All right, DJ and PK, we'll get to that next. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Take The Zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of The Zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Listen Wednesday for your chance to win tickets to Godsmack. Godsmack's hitting the road this fall with special guest Hailstorm. Your chance to rock with him live is Wednesday, October 9th at USANA Amphitheater. Tickets are on sale now. Purchase your tickets at LiveNation.com. So the times are out for the next week of games. The Utes are getting Washington State in a night game, PK. People have been complaining about the hot weather at the last two home games, again, an 8 o'clock game. Yeah, they didn't choose uh, them over Washington and USC because there's a 1.30 slot available. That's too bad. Got the big brand names, USC and Washington, even if they aren't the best teams, but whatever. I would have loved to have seen that game at 1.30 because it's not going to be that hot at the end of September. That would have been awesome but it's not to be. They go 8 o'clock. And it's not like it's going to be bitter cold either. No, it ought to be all right. UCLA, Arizona, going to bury that thing in the old Pac-12 networks? Oh, I wouldn't even put it on Pac-12. <laughs> I'd go Facebook. Your Devils have a big Friday night game that week. Now, for BYU, they're going to Toledo. ESPN Plus, 10 a.m. Mountain Time. Cool thing is, if you do something wild and crazy in that game, it can be in the highlights and all the cut-ins all day long. All the halftime shows can show it, so you can get a ton of pub out of it. But ESPN Plus? That's not good. No. That's not good enough. 
But you're going, bad. you're going to a Mac school, and that's a lot of what their TV deal looks like. They right. get a game on ESPNU. So for you people who want to go into a conference that isn't a P5, your TV package would suck. Stay independent. What do they have to play for? I was arguing with a friend of mine. Well, what do they have to play for? I don't care about the money. Yeah, of course you don't. You don't have to pay the bills. <laughs> I'm good at spending <laughs> other people's money. <laughs> you over there, you shouldn't take so much. And you over there should give some up. Yeah. Good with other people's money. So what is ESPN Plus? That means i got to watch it on my computer that means or it's I can streaming. finagle it. Honestly, I think it's the future. This is, this is where it is. Oh, really? No. I think I think a company like ESPN would like to put, you can't do it yet, but over time, Cut out the middleman. Why, why, why deal with Comcast and Direct and Dish and Cox Cable and whoever else? Can I get it on my TV screen as opposed to my computer? Yes. Easily, without some kind of contraption. The way ESPN Plus set this up, yes, it'll be pretty easy. You have a streaming player? Roku, Apple TV. Nope, 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 nope. All I See, have, that's the thing is right now when we're Comcast, doing the transition. the button, it goes on. That's what I right. want. I know, exactly. And while we're doing the transition, it's getting all spread out and you're having to pay for everything. Right. PK is one of the few. And I can't remember which one. You you have one that's paid for, but then there was a deal or what? No, so, I pay for both. Oh, you do pay for both now? Yeah, I pay you for direct both. Direct TV. So why would he want to pay for Roku and pay for a third thing? Yeah. That's a good point. That was the big no. argument they had here. They right, thought right, I was right. getting something for free, and, and I've never weren't. gotten anything for free. Now, that's yeah. not me. I pay my way. So why pay a third way to get this? Right. But as the rights fees spread out, as this transition happens, to watch everything, I'm making air quotes, that's what you need. I run all my stuff through my Roku player. That's what I've done. So I, I think it might be a generational thing, honestly. Do you get no, uh, Pac-12 Network I, no, Roku? because I Correct. can't do it. You I need do. direct TV do. because I can get my Fox Sports Arizona, and I can watch my Diamondbacks. So okay. I can't. You can Roku up your goo goo, and I wouldn't be able to do it that way. So it has nothing to do with a generational thing. I, in fact, it's actually the opposite. I want it, and that's the way, the only way I can get it. Because when they sold, they wanted me to do the Comcast thing. I said for work. I said I'm not giving up Directv, and that's when all this free stuff that they thought I was getting that I never wanted in the first place, and uh, no, and I wasn't getting that for free because I've had my internet on. Uh, for Comcast for 20 years that I pay for. So, no. And I'm not... If this, It'll be interesting... I'm not going to get deal. another service to watch one game. It'll be in the ne- interesting in the next deal as ESPN tries to push stuff towards streaming, and I think they will. It'll be interesting to see, and Yach brought this up yesterday, so I can't take credit for it. I had not thought of it until you said it. You know, will they look for the right to put two BYU games on ESPN+. I would almost guarantee that's going to Yeah, be. fine, but they ain't going to do it Alabama, Oklahoma, no. and, and yeah. Ohio State, blah, 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 blah. It'd be a liberty. Right, so if you go that way, you're screaming, we're second rate. That's yeah. They'll put those types on there. Yep. So that's the future. If you're not good enough, we'll shove you over here, and well, we'll shove you on Facebook and all these other places. Yep. But it's still going to be the main TV outlets that the big boys are going to be on, and I'm going to be doing it, and Yach's kids are going to be doing it. So it's ABC not about generation. ABC at one thirty yeah. forever. They're not going to go away. They're going to need stuff. They're going to want stuff. It's still going to be that inventory. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So sure, your, your streaming thing for uh, San Luis Obispo, yeah, they'll be available, and now they won't. That's why the Pac-12 Network loves to broadcast how they put on all these girls' soccer games and all this stuff that nobody gives a crap about unless it's your kid swim meet today yeah 
I've seen the promos. And that's available yep. on TV. Good for you. And if I had a kid who was on whomever's Colorado's women's swim team, you but, better believe I'd be watching it. But they're not releasing the ratings for a reason. Yeah. Because they're tiny. So that's a just a stupid take. But are people going to buy it? That's the question. A few BYU fans are. I'm sure they are. Yeah. All right. We want to hear from you. It's up on Facebook, How DJ and PK. You tweet at us, David DJ James. We'll get to that coming up. Right now, Kent joining us from Technoglass. Kent, good morning. Good morning, guys, and uh, good morning, Zone listeners. We want everybody to be safe out there. It's a rainy morning, a lot of debris, a lot of traffic, and Tetanoglass has an amazing deal until noon today. It doesn't matter if you're a BYU or a Ute fan or any other fan. You're all winners today with this deal. $99 windshield. You heard it right. $75 labor install. Over 85% of the vehicles qualify. And it also comes with those famous Tetanoglass warranties that everybody's talking about. Now, to get that $99 windshield, you don't have to get it done today. All you have to do is call before noon and schedule your appointment at your convenience. $99 windshield, $75 labor install, all Technoglass locations from Logan to St. George and Tooele out to Vernal. Call right now. It's 801-562-2200. That's 801-562-2200. Back to you guys. Thanks a lot, Kent. Check them out online, technoglass.com, or you can call 801-562-2200.